The following episode of the 3 O'Clock Parade is presented by Adventurers Out There Travel. It doesn't matter if you're hosting a Fort Wilderness Sausage Roast or a Port Orleans Dudes Night out or a Grand Floridian Yacht Tour with the boys on the boat. Becca at Adventures Out There Travel is there to help you with free, no-obligation quotes, find discounts, and concierge-level service. Just email Becca, B-E-K-K-A, at adventureisoutthertravel.com. <laughs> Thanks, Skipper. I like it. Gungaloosh, Viva Gaia, and Toblerone, Mr. Macaroni. It's a Nooner edition of the 3 O'Clock Parade. Woohoo, the Nooners. Welcome to the 3 O'Clock Parade, where drinking at Disney isn't just my name, it's what we do. Uh, this is Drunk at Disney here in Orlando. We've got Rhiannon with us. Hey. I'm and of course, on the what he likes to call the best coast, it's Skipper to Gritchie. I'm waking up. It's early. I know. We call it the nooner edition here on the East Coast, but Skipper's just literally rolling out of bed right now. I got my coffee. So pretty fantastic. Happy. Let's let's jump right in. Skipper Dick Ritchie, what is going on at Disneyland with this fast pass thing? Oh, we're going right to what I'm gonna call Max Outrage of the Week. Max Outrage of the Week of the Year of the Day. Yeah. So everybody's freaking out because Disney is gonna start a pay for fast pass option. Which doesn't mean that you don't have the option to do your regular fast pass. You can do that the way you still can. So I'm not sure why people are freaking out. Because they're not taking anything away. What they're doing is they're giving you the option to book fast pass digitally on your phone um, for $10. But where I think the actual real value comes in is the people that spend those $10 also get all the photo pass stuff. Um that you're probably used to for having an annual pass. So if you think about, instead of having to take your picture of a picture at the end of Space Mountain, uh, for $10, you get all these fast passes and they digitally give you all the photo pass you want. So I don't really think it's that big of a deal where you're getting ripped off because yeah. you still have you know, fast pass the way you normally would. You don't want to pay your $10? Don't. It's kind of like the express bus uh, at Disney World. You know, they didn't take away regular shuttle service. Right. So. Right. Isn't it? It's actually sort of the opposite of the express bus, because with the express bus, you're actually lowering the crowds and lines at the regular buses. Whereas fast pass and max pass, whatever they are, I mean, you're taking away potentially options for people who didn't pay for it because, you know, there's only so many slots available for whatever attractions. I think the only people would be people that aren't using FastPass. It's going to affect standby line. Which Drunky doesn't right. believe in anyway. So that's what those right. people get. I agree. Well, no. I mean, if you go right now and try to get a FastPass for Frozen, you're not going to be able to get one because we're taken up. And so if you're having more people taking up things, then there's less. Well, the diff- I mean, there's kind of a difference in the fact that at Disneyland... There's a lot more locals and annual pass holders than there are at Disney World. So the the option to book fast passes in advance attached to a hotel stay really isn't there. Because you've only got the, the three hotels. 
And a lot of the people are local, so they're not staying the night. So, you know, you kind of had to, they kind of had to re redo the, the whole plan on how that would work. I mean, for the record, I, I'm not outraged. I think it's a fine thing. I'm oh, no, 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 I don't think you are. I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying, you know, like, well, I, I've actually thought about this a lot since yesterday because I knew we were going to talk about it. And, oh, it's this, it is big news for sure. Oh, yeah. But I think a lot of people don't realize, and, and even just, like coming onto the show, I've been kind of like reading some of the, just like the actual news, not just Disney news pages. And it seems like all they did was read Twitter's outrage because everybody's just saying Disney now charges for fast pass. They're not explaining right. that everything else stays the same, that they're just, you know, they're giving this, this extra option. And, uh, well, let's, let's just look at a different, if you don't mind, let's take a no, look at no, it first off. Great. First, I want to, I want to, um, ask a question. Is I haven't looked into the details of it too much because I'm not that familiar with you know the Disneyland operation. They said first off they're adding two attractions that are digital only that you can't get fast passes for. Anyways, the Matterhorn and Toy Story Mania. So that's pretty sweet, right? Um, now, does that mean those are the only two rides you can get, or you can also get regular rides too on your phone virtually, fast nope. pass with this program? From what I understand, anything that like you should be able to get fast pass for for any ride that has fast pass. Yeah, as far and, as we know, and those are going to be exclusive um, to start, is the way it makes it sound. So you're right. In, yeah, I think you're right. In the current form, it doesn't change regular fast pass, and that leads the question, and probably where a lot of the outrage comes from is: is this the first step in going digital? And will digital in the future be paid? And you see, they're that's not going to take away the. Once the fee is there, they're never going to get rid of it. Oh yeah, well, and you know what? That's not necessarily true. I was I was having a conversation, and it was almost it wasn't a heated debate, but it was getting there with uh, with a friend of mine that's a, that's kind of a purist to Disney, and she was saying the same thing. She's like, "Look, once you start paying for something, they don't, you know, they're never going to take that away." But what I reminded her is that. Before Disney was, you know, pay one price, you actually right. had to pay to get into the park, and then you had to pay for tickets for each individual attraction, and that right. was actually a bigger ripoff for people because you'd you'd buy books, and you know there would be six e-ticket rides, but there were only four e-tickets in the book, and you had a ton of a-tickets which you didn't end up you know you paid for but you never used, so people don't remember that as much because now we live in a world where you just pay and you get in and it's just you know it's a buffet. Yeah, well that's. Or is this a move? Are they looking at that model and saying, you know what, we may have been. Need to go back to that. That is a good way. One of the reasons <laughs> that Walt Disney started that was to control crowd flow, so not everybody just rides the main three e-tickets oh, yeah. all, all day. It spreads well, them out over the park. So is this a way to do that? Eventually, I think that totally works like that. So this definitely could play into. My other the, the thing that I've been talking about a long time of them moving exclusively to FastPass, but the, the the payment part is where it gets kind of confusing as to what direction we're going. Well, and like that's, is FastPass at Disneyland going to main be a a top tier offering only for extra pay? Well, and that and that's that's kind of where I was going earlier was you know Dis, at Disney World when you're booking a uh, a reservation they give you that extra time. To help plan your vacation, and yeah. and you can you know you can you can digitally book those those fast passes. If Disneyland restricted that 
to only the people staying at their hotels, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't fill up any of their fast pass. The the digital fast pass would never be full because there aren't enough people staying at a Disney hotel yeah. at Disneyland. So they have a different thing where they have to figure out how do you get these people, you know, this option. And, you know, it, it's not a joke. They're making money in Florida because you're staying on property and that's a benefit of staying on property. So until Disneyland builds, you know, another five hotels or something, yeah. you know, the way they're making up that difference is charging the $10. I think there's somebody at Disney that was like, hey, we can't just charge $10 for FastPass. We have to, you know, put a value added to it. And that's when somebody else said, well, let's just give them these, uh, you know, the photo pass because we're already kind of yeah. doing it with annual passes anyway. Um, what I think is interesting is, and they didn't mention what the price is. They said that it's something that you'll be able to add to your annual pass. So that's what I want to know is like, what's the, what's the added cost to an annual pass so that you can have access to that all year long? Yeah. And my other question is, how far out can you book? That's the other question. And, and really, all my questions relate to what's coming next, because this is clearly, in my, in my sight, a baby step in a direction going towards online ride entry at Disneyland. But they're not going to just jump right in and do it for everybody right now. This definitely feels like a way to get a small portion of people to start doing this to start that process, get the foundation in place, get all the touch points working properly, get people looking at their phones rather than just showing up to a ride. Because the next phase of that has to be, you look at your phone to decide what ride you're going to go on, not just randomly show up to an attraction. So it just feels like baby steps in that direction towards ride reservations on your phone. Oh yeah, well, and, and I think this is what everybody was terrified about out here with the uh, with the magic bands. They're like, oh, yeah. if we get the magic bands, it takes away all the spontaneity, and uh, and this is you know this is one of those things that you're going to have that option to be like, hey, you know what? I may not be spontaneous, but I'm going to ride all the rides that I want for ten dollars, yeah. and I'll have plenty of time to go drinking afterwards. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Um, but I I, I also kind of yeah, this is one of those things where I think the the bitter, or it isn't necessarily bitter as much as I think people have a legitimate gripe about this because it really is the the beginning, in my opinion, of what you see is the fundamental changing of the way you do Disneyland. Oh, for it's sure. It's changing. So it's so I don't see this as much as sometimes it's just people bitching to bitch. This really is like if you are the kind of person who likes to roll in, cruise the park, not plan. That's this me. is the beginning of the end for you. No, that's me, and I'm not even. I don't. I don't feel like that at all. Because for for the people that do that, we've been there so many times that we're not. You know, like we're not. I guess I would say we're not like looking just to ride rides. So for me, you know, I actually kind of like it because that means that. Yeah. I feel like the people that probably don't know their way around the park aren't going to be there in all the places. You know, aren't going to like be like bouncing left and right off of people and confused or where to go because they're going to hopefully be like, well, maybe they will because they'll be staring at their phone as they walk around. But yeah, <laughs> but right. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. I also kind of think like, um, and we could probably talk about this the whole hour, to be honest with you, but um, I kind of feel like it's the first step towards really fucking up annual passes is what it's going to be because I feel like if this works out as a add-on to annual passes – then everything on the annual, you know, you're going to have probably an annual, a basic annual pass 
for a million dollars. And then you're going to have all these other little, like, just, you know, oh, this is your FastPass add-on. This is your, you know, uh, they'll they'll do a Tales of Wonderland instead of concluding that, that discount like they do in Florida. And they'll, you know, that's, and to be honest with you, that would probably really freak people out out here. Because we don't pay yep. for Tables of Wonderland. Your annual pass includes all your all your discounts for for uh, for the restaurants. But I could definitely see them going like, "Hey, you know what? If you guys are willing to pay ten dollars for Fast Pass, I'll bet you we could take away the discounts and do a you know discount for twenty dollars, showing that they're gonna you know and save all that kind of stuff." So that's what I'm worried about is that it's actually gonna affect the annual pass. Um, and make it more of a add-on to the past type of thing, but you yeah. know, it's we'll see. Yeah, Rian, you like this idea or don't like this idea? <laughs> what? I said I don't care. Oh, <laughs> don't care. Don't care. Uh, let's see. Skipper, what are you saying here? Beauty and the Beast trailer. <laughs> piano technique well it just i don't know if you if you go back and you watch the original trailer for the force awakens it was that same thing where they would show a scene and then somebody would like hit a note on a piano and then play a scene and then hit a note on a piano and that was the first thing i thought when i saw the new beauty and the Beast trailer i was all like hey all they did was change the music and the scenes because that piano stomping thing is exactly what they did in the force awakens not a big deal just uh are you excited for this movie rhiannon Beauty and the Beast? Not really. Are you upset that they got Ariana Grande to sing the song? People are flipping out. Um, Yeah, that's kind of dumb. I don't like that. I don't really care. That's all I saw yesterday online was people being really mad that Ariana Grande is singing the pop version of the song. I don't even know who that is, but I don't really listen to pop music, so. Yeah, people were furious. You brought up a good point, Skipper. They've been doing that on every movie for forever, forever. releasing a pop version for radio consumption. Well, it's not just radio consumption. Disney owns a recording label, and they have all these like you know young pop like tween stars that are um, contracted to them. So they want to promote you know all these people and their music so that they can continue making money, and um, so that's what they keep doing. You know, that's how come you keep hearing like little boy bands and like little girl you know people singing because they want them they want those people that watch the disney channel to go out and buy that album yeah whoa whoa, whoa drunky uh what's that in the background Shar, this is a three o'clock parade come in Shar. are you there Shar. oh hello three o'clock parade yep this is Shar, and i hear you loud and clear okay cool i wasn't sure you could hear me over drunky's fans well we all like drunky aren't we all his fans huh no i don't mean like that I mean, the rocket jets he uses to cool his computer. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, I totally just thought you guys recorded in a wind tunnel. A wind tunnel? Man, that could be some cool effects. Maybe a little reverb or some echo. Skipper Dick Ritchie, you do not know anything about audio engineering, do you? Weak. Don't tell anybody that. That's our own little secret. But, you know, whatever. What's going on with you? Oh, you know, just the adventures of the Disney Store Canada. Oh, yeah? What's Philippe got going on up there today? Oh, Philippe. Well, he's actually kind of kept it on the down low, you know, considering recent incidents and their outcomes. Oh, man. Does that mean you got nothing to report? But 
Well, you know, it is the Disney Store Canada, so there's always something magical going on here. That's for sure. There's no lack of pixie dust out there. Skipper! You know not to use the P word. Oh shit, that's right. I totally forgot about the great dusting of 2012. Yeah, when Philippe decided to sprinkle P word sticks on everyone in the middle of summer. (laughs) Yeah, that was also the same year about that crazy bee migration. Yeah, and people were covered in sticky sugar powder getting stung left and right. Oh man, the memories. Reminds you of that time Philippe thought it would be cool to, uh... What was it? He had an oyster bar slash pick a pearl slash make your own aerial costume. That was the best. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm still trying to forget that day. He actually convinced me to be a shucker slash shell bikini model. That was a weird day, man. And did it smell? No one even took part in the event. There were hundreds of raw spoiled oysters all over the place. Sure, you kill me, man. We've had so much fun over the years. It was great. Yeah, and more to come. But for now, I'm just going to head on over to Tim Hortons and get myself a double-double and a Timbit. I'm going to talk to you guys next week, though, okay? This is Shar Normando reporting from the Disney Store Canada and Memory Lane. Well, we can't get... We, we haven't gotten Rhiannon fired up. About, she haven't gotten her outraged about the Fast Pass at Disneyland. We didn't get her outraged about Ariana Grande. Let's try here. Rhiannon. Yes. They're taking down the Kermit balloon at Hollywood Studios. To make way for Star Wars land. No. Mm. Damn it. Toberoni, Mr. Macaroni. (laughs) (laughs) There is quite a bit of sadness, people. So are we we getting there with that, Rhiannon? Am I what? Are we getting to the uh, outrage portion at all with you? No. I mean, very agreeable during the nooner. Yeah, we need we need to liquor her up or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I lose some of my passion and spirit without spirits. Um, I mean, <laughs> would I rather the current balloon stay? Sure, of course. Am I flipping a fucking table? No. Here's something that I did not realize, just from not thinking. This news article is showing a picture from 1991 to 2008. Did you know the Kermit balloon said Jim Henson's Muppets on it? And now it just has Kermit's head. I did not know it was changed. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. But that is breaking news, apparently, on yeah. the 3 o'clock. <laughs> Skipper, what's going on here with the Amazon, Fire Stick, Chrome Stick, Apple TV, Disney stuff? Oh, so... All the cable cutters and all the people that probably listen to us know that, you know, there's the Apple TV, which you can watch movies and play video games, and there's the Amazon Fire Stick, which lets you do the same thing, and the Chrome Stick, which lets you do the same thing, and the whole market's kind of flooded with all this stuff right now, and so Disney decided that they're going to go ahead and jump into the same mix, and they're going to have a little Disney streaming box that you can connect to your TV, and it looks almost exactly like the Apple TV, except for the Apple logo's gone and it says Disney, Um, and all the backgrounds are actual, like... Disney set background, so you're going to be able to get either a Frozen one or an Avengers one or, you know, whatever whatever you want. Um, the whole thing is that they say that they're going to be able to stream 4K, which will probably be one of the first ones that really does 4K. The box is only $99. Um, and you're going to have access to Disney movies and music, kind of like the same way that they talked about with uh, yeah. uh, Disney Live. Um, 
But the thing that I, that kind of bothers me is that everything that that does is just software that they could offer on the Apple TV or the Amazon Fire Stick or the Chrome Stick. And even yeah. if you paid for the app, you know, you you wouldn't have to spend the full $99 on the hardware. So I'm kind of yeah. bummed out that they're, instead of just supporting all the other junk that's already out there for us that we all already own and just releasing the app so that we can do all those things on it, uh, you know, they want you to spend another $99 on this little set and uh, and then buy all the content on that. So Yeah, yeah would that then better. also have the those other Those motherfuckers, app, like... that's what I want to hear. You go, Rhiannon. I'm kidding, I don't like her. <laughs> Will you be buying the uh, Disney set-top box, Rhiannon? No, but only because we already have an Apple TV and a Roku, so... I mean, if we didn't have that and I were looking to get in the game, yeah, I could probably be enticed by the Disney offerings, but yeah. So, like, the question is, will the Disney one offer com- competitors? Like, for example, on Apple TV, you can't get Amazon because it's, like, their number one competitor. So, like, will Disney also shut out their other competitors? Like, can you not get well, no. NBC app? So, Well, that's a good question because that's not the thing, like, um, there's nothing stopping Apple TV from having Amazon, except for Amazon doesn't want to build the app because, like you said, it's a competitor. So, yeah, that's a good question is, are the, you know, places like NBC or ABC, well, not ABC because that's on CBS, but any Nicktoons, like any of those things, are are they going to not create apps for the, uh, for that Disney set-top box? Are you going to be locked in just Disney content? For that ninety nine dollars is, is is a good question. We talked about this before with like the idea of having Netflix, like every network having its own app, and now it's like every company wants its own set top box too. This that really is getting kind of obnoxious. Like the fact that not everything on, like because of the Amazon thing, like not everything. I use a lot of Amazon. Thing, I can't get that on Apple TV. That's annoying. Well, and like whose fault it is? It's still annoying. Oh, no, it's, it's so dumb. It is the dumbest thing ever. And the really funny part, I, I don't know about funny, but, um, you know, uh, on Chrome, they call it like Chromecast, and on Apple TV, they call it AirPlay. So if you have the Amazon app on your iPhone or iPad or iPod Touch, you can actually watch any of that. You know, you can watch Amazon Prime the same way you would as if it was on the Apple TV, but you have to actually AirPlay it from your device. So it's not like Amazon is ignoring the whole, like, Apple TV side of it, they allow all of this to happen, but they make you take that one extra stupid step. And, right. you know, and, and like you said, it's so dumb that, like, that anybody, like, just put it out there. Like, we're paying for that as a service, and and that's definitely, you know, I don't want to have uh, another little black box sitting in front of my TV with a little white light flush, you know, in front of me when I'm, when I'm watching stuff. So, I... No. I almost want to say this is my biggest outrage. <laughs> yep. Oh, we got we, we we got Skipper. We got Skipper. Now we got to get yep. Rhiannon. We're, we're struggling with Rhiannon though. She's pretty agreeable today. I don't yeah. say. I don't think I'm agreeable. I think I'm just apathetic. Oh, apathetic. Okay. True. There is a distinction there. Um, let's jump right into some hashtag. Ask Sour Boner. Bum, 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 sour Boner. Sour for you. Oh. And Rihanna, too. Eh, okay. I think she's really excited about Sour Boner right now. 
Well, we'll start off with Nick Waymania for Rhiannon. You answer, Rhiannon. What is the three o'clock parade's drug testing policy? Drug testing policy? Correct. Uh, I don't recall peeing any cups. Isn't it? If we don't find it, we don't mind it. There you go. Or it's are they are they encouraged? Whatever. It all works. Uh, <laughs> Certainly not discouraged. Let's see. Um, Don't ask those guys. We have a question from Neil Littlewood. And I say it every time for many people, but I think we really do have a first-timer here. Woo, first-timer. First-timer. Neil Littlewood would like to know, if you could build a ride based on a film, which would it be? Black Cauldron, Great, Mo- excuse me, Great Mouse Detective, or Oliver and Company? Uh, man, um, uh, damn it. I'm going to go with Oliver and Company. Really? That's like the first, I would be like, nope. I just they have great music. Though. Yeah, they really do. You look different today. I'm going to go that route. Yeah. I, I like the music of Oliver and Company, but I'm going to go with Great Mouse Detective. I do love a good, that would be a great dark ride. Is like you follow the, the clues along the dark ride. It'd be pretty awesome. So I'm gonna go with Great Mouse Detective for the win. See, and I like. I kind of was thinking about that because the beginning part of the Great Mouse Detective, when you're going through the gears of the clock, is really cool. But I think yes. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with the third one and or the one that hasn't been picked yet, and I, and go with the Black Cauldron because in my idea, again, it it is a classic dark ride like Fantasyland style, but you actually climb into the cauldron. And you ride that throughout the, and you follow Gertie, and he kind of like leads you through the story. Confession: Never seen Black Cauldron. Oh, it's it's really it's kind of dark and it it's is. Not, it's not great, the, but it's not terrible. One, right? No, you're thinking of the Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. I'm thinking Dark Crystal. Okay. Yeah, no, the Dark Cauldron is the one that. Uh, oh, man. It's got that little like. It's got like a little like. He looks like a little sheepdog, but he looks like a little baby sheepdog. And it's yes, like, no. Yeah, it, it came out before like the Little Mermaid. It was it was like right at the cusp, just before like all these great movies came out, and they really wanted to do something that was you know more Shitty. of like, no. They they <laughs> they had really big expectations for it, and then when it came out, people were just like, nope, that's not it. But it's got a huge following. Like people really, you either love it or you hate it. Um, but yeah. I, w- I would go with that. A little black color. Nice. Now, I'm interested. I think, Skipper, you have Rhiannon's liver. Rhiannon, your, uh, your liver has asked a question. Ooh. Livy. Livy uh Yeah, Livy wants to know if there's any word, experience, or reports from Disney's Hilton Head or Vero Beach Resorts. Hashtag the forgotten properties. Suggest that maybe we should send a reporter. We don't have to send a reporter. I've been to both, and I think, Skipper, you have some experience as well. I've never been to Hilton Head, but I've definitely been to Vero Beach, and that place is badass. I love it. Yeah. Rhiannon, have you been to either? Nope. I have not. Man. Uh, so I thought maybe when you lived up there, you might have swung by the old Hilton Head while you are up there. That would have been sweet. Mm, getting a little Hilton Head, huh? Little, 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 little Hilton Head. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, sometimes during the dinner, you get a little, little Hilton Head. Yeah. It's like having a Disney resort from Disney World, but on the beach. It's fantastic. 
The only dis the only downside to Vero Beach, in my opinion, is Vero Beach is very uh, is isolated. So it does have two restaurants there. But if you want to go somewhere and like experience Vero Beach, you do have to drive. I mean, not far. It's like 10, 15 minutes down the road to get to the, the small town of Vero Beach with all the cool beachfront restaurants and shops and stuff. But you there there isn't much there at the Vero Beach Resort, but a great, great pool, great beach access, and um, pretty good restaurants too. And a bar. Yeah, I, I that's what that's actually kind of what I liked about Vero Beach, is that it was so taken away and secluded from everything that it kind of felt that you were just, you know, like on a private maybe not on a private island, but you know, if you if you weren't looking to get away to all those other little restaurants, you know, everything's there for you. You didn't really have to go anywhere. And it's just a really relaxing trip. For us, We um, when I went, we went uh, when I lived in Florida. And that's what we just wanted to do. We just wanted to get away from kind of like the hustle and bustle. And, uh, and it, was, it was really nice. Just thinking about it now, I'm like, man, let's go. Let's go right now. Yeah. I am. Um, and then Hilton Head is the opposite. There is no sit-down restaurant, and there is no bar, which really bugged me. They have, like, a to-go window where they will – you can buy, like, beers and I think a couple cocktails. But it's literally like buying your drinks at um, – like, I can't even think of a, a, an equivalent um, other than maybe, like, at the Polynesian, just Captain Cook's, but not quite as nice, um, is all they have on site. <laughs> but – um, you would have to, it is a beautiful resort though, but it's very, very woodsy feel like there's like, which is great if you're looking for that. Um, it'd be like almost like Fort wilderness DVC villas is what it is. Huh. Um, but you can't, uh, without the restaurants and stuff. So you got to leave. It's close to a lot of things though at Hilton Head. So you do have to leave though to do all your dining and all that, all that good stuff, which, uh, there's tons of in Hilton Head though. Hilton Head's got so much to offer. Well, and it's and, separate from the beach. You got to take a tram or a bike ride to get to the beach from the resort. I think uh, part of the deal when Disney decided to open the Hilton Head Resort was that they weren't going to fill it with their own restaurants because the local community didn't want it to affect their business, which is why you yeah. only have a quick service there. Fair. Yeah. yeah. It worked. It's cool. It is cool, but uh, definitely seasonal because it gets cold in Hilton Head in the winter. Ooh, that sounds like fun. All right, we have a question from Marge. I don't know if it's Marge or Marg, M-A-R-G, Marg Gilly. Um, I love this, though. It's found my old college bar beer card last weekend, Rhiannon, thinking they, that there should be a Walt Disney World beer version in the second edition of Drinking at Disney. Please? And are you familiar with a, a, a bar beer card? And it's basically like a bingo card with all the different types of beer on it. That you would check off as you go through. Huh. I could, I could be on board with that idea. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like a digital, ver or a, I shouldn't say digital, an analog version of you know what a lot of the, the bar apps are at, are now, where you kind of like check off mm -hmm. all the different beers that you drink. Um, it's a nice handy little card that uh, she has, and it is a great idea. It could be a nice little, like, a rip-out card. <laughs> um, Carol with a K, first-timer, first is volunteering 
to report from Vero Beach. Uh, so, uh, Colin, uh, you can pay for that. Uh, what I was actually thinking about, and uh, I don't, I don't know if it would work, but it would be really funny, is if we found a like Florida Turnpike rest stop in between the two of them, and she could actually just report from there. <laughs> kind of close to both of them. Yeah, I'm not really making it to either one, but at the turnpike currently, this is how many brochures for each one they do have. Just stand at like south of the border. No, not south of the border. Now I'm thinking of like the border between Florida and Georgia. Just stand there. Right. Like we're here at the Florida Georgia border. I'm sort of halfway between both. <laughs> yeah, I made it to Jacksonville. So. <laughs> That'd be perfect, Kara. So I'll do that. Okay, this one's definitely for Rhiannon. Rhiannon. Diz Counselor, would you drink one Bud Light? There's a First off, there's a promo by Bud Light where you can possibly win Super Bowl tickets for life. Rhiannon, would you drink one Bud Light for a free lifetime Super Bowl ticket? No. Now, is this because of Bud Light or because you couldn't care less about going to the Super Bowl? Both. What if it was one Bud Light, free lifetime, annual pass to Disney World? Yeah, sure. There you go. What if it was you could, all, no, well, you could sell these tickets, too? You're, you're talking, this is a major cash cow here. Oh, I can sell it? Yeah, fine. Man, one Bud Light. She's, 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 she's a toughie. Uh, yes, I would drink one Bud Light for free lifetime Super Bowl tickets. I'll drink one Bud Light. I don't even need Super Bowl tickets. Yeah. Bring it over. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Let's see. WDW owner wants Epcot lady to read weather reports like this every morning. I didn't read what it is, though. Uh, let's see what this thing says. <laughs> the cold poured in on the back of the window. <laughs> Best against her nightgown. Yeah, we definitely got to get her to write this, to read this. I don't think Epcot lady, uh, one, will ever be back on the show. I'm sorry, you guys. Mostly because, you know, we don't know when she's going to be at that phone booth to call her. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Plus. Second of all, Rhiannon threatened to quit if she ever right? came on again. Right, right, yep. right. <laughs> Rhiannon. There's a, there is a, a very harsh, a strict divide on Epcot Lady. A lot of people really liked Epcot Lady. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people fan. were not happy with her. So, I don't know if we'll ever hear from Epcot Lady again, you guys. Sorry about that. Won't. We won't. Not we won't ever hear from Epcot Lady again. I think we finally woke up Rhiannon, though. We found, it, we found the outrage! We found the outrage, and it was an Epcot Lady. Why are you trying to get me angry? We're not. We just want you awake and, you know, hot. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Uh... Jungle Cruise wanted to know if you could snap your fingers right now as you read this and magically end up in any Walt Disney World spot to do one thing. Where would you choose to go? Colin turned it into a hashtag SR boner and said, on top of the new water slide at Typhoon Lagoon. Right now, if you guys could pick one spot at Disney World, where would you want to be? And don't say Trader Sam, Skipper, because it's not open. Yeah, no, I wouldn't anyway. Uh, 12 o'clock? I'd probably be in line at the, uh, for the Haunted Mansion, if not on the ride. Rhiannon? I said Tambu Lounge. Ooh, pretty good. 
It'd be open. It'd be open because it is twelve thirty. It's a little chilly, but it's not quite water water slide weather. Colin, so I'm not going to go to Typhoon Lagoon. In the summer, that would be yes, Typhoon Lagoon. But um, I'm thinking Crescent Lake is where I would like to be. So probably going to swing by and grab a drink at um, Crescent Lake. And I, I love Crescent Lake in the afternoon. It's my love it. Love it. Um, Dramaday also wanted it to be an ass sour boner. And we just made it one Dramaday. This is the one time we should have it live. Dramaday is awake right now because we're doing a nooner. So over in the UK, he was a little excited. Rhiannon, has oh, he tweeted yeah. you? He said he was going to try tweeting you today during the nooner. No, I, I haven't gotten anything. I'm pretty disappointed, actually. Boo. Yeah, he said he was going to get you all hot and bothered. Well, he failed, just like you guys. Oh, man. Hmm. As you How do you guys feel about Outer Rim Jim posted a picture of Lapu, Lapu Air? How do you feel about that being the official airline of 3 O'Clock Parade and Adventures Out There Travel? I support that. I support it, too. Yeah, so I feel that great. only goes from the Stoll Port in Disney World straight to Anaheim for Trader Sam's. So you go from Trader Sam's to Trader Sam's. That would be awesome. All in the same day. And did the first class, first class passengers get their Labu Labu in a pineapple, whereas... <laughs> is just cup. Everybody gets pineapples. It's Lapu Lapu <laughs> Airlines. Well, you uh, know it. Offer some incentive for first class. Well, first class gets some free. <laughs> oh, all right. Hmm. Skipper, we need to make this a mission to do. Omission? Has anyone ever done Trader Sam's both coasts in the same day? I think it's really hard to do because the Trader Sam's uh, opens so late out there. Because we'd have to go, let's see, we'd have to go East Coast to West Coast because of the time change to right. make it. Right. So, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what time does it open? What's the earliest you can get to the one out there, though? 1130 in the morning. 1130. So we're talking 12, 1, 2 o'clock. Now we get to the airport, 3 o'clock. You might be able to do it and just get there at the close. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. You could probably do it. You'd have to rope drop Anaheim, head to the airport, and then come down. The only, yeah, you're right. The, I think the bigger problem is that, that going that way is how late we open here. Right. 4 o'clock. Takes you an hour, so I get a drink. So let's say leave four thirty. But the time changes to our benefit. You you decrease by three leave hours. Leave at seven, so that makes it back to four. Land at four in Anaheim. Yeah, we could definitely do that. You could do that. You you land at four, or you land here about what the hell is that? Like around ten o'clock. Yeah, and then uh, drive straight there, and you'd, you'd actually end up with like three hours of drinking time. Yeah, I like this. We got someone. The first person to do this is the champion, the official Trader Sam's challenge. Oh, son of a bitch! Maybe I need to do it then on uh, at the end of March. <laughs> yeah, you have to check your try your plans. I know, right? Need from I have to rearrange my entire. Is there an airport there and right there in Anaheim? Yeah, well, it's not Anaheim; it's Santa Ana, so it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, Dean was a big fan uh, of. The Hatchimal introducing Ass Sour Boner. 
There was a lot of positive feedback to the Hatchimal offering. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> um, let's see. Rhiannon, yes. Ben Bowers has a question specifically for you. Oh, boy. Guests get only Bud Light anywhere in the Magic Kingdom or no booze at all. Your decision. No booze at all. You bitch. <laughs> I could have Bud Light ice cold in Frontierland, but you're going to shoot it down yep. just because it's Bud Light? Yep. Man. Now I'm a, I'm just pissed now. That's right. Yay! God damn it! I'm back Skipper. in the mood. It's meat and potatoes beer. I know that's a working man's beer. That's what meat and potatoes Dude, I... people eat and drink. You get home <laughs> after a day in the cold with the black lung. I got the black lung pop. Give me a Bud Light. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, our friends. At Adventure is out there travel, Dean and company, and Becca, of course, and uh, the rest of the crew, A-I-O-T Travel, would like to know, refurb sci-fi dine-in. The budget is tight. You can only change the mood. Whoa. That was the coolest thing I think that's ever happened on this show. We finally checked it. Uh, oh, you okay. went into like really slow, deep mode. It was weird. <laughs> Did you understand what I said? Because it switched uh, to a different speaker. Could you? Uh, could, what happened? I don't understand. I think your head. Did, Did your um, headphones pop like out? Because now you sound far away. Call ended. Oh my no! <laughs> there he is. Um, Why? What the fuck is going on? That was Did so you hear weird. my question? Uh, no. Oh. Something about sci-fi dine-in, you can only change yes. the mood. You can only right. change the movie. Only what you change the movie? Change, if if that anything. Far more sense. I have always been, not been a fan of the fact that, and it's I'm I have a, I'm torn on this because I do agree when you're sitting there. I don't necessarily like that it's basically watching really short trailers over and over and over, and the loop is not very long. So yeah. I feel. You have a longer dinner. You see it twice, and it's there, there's no content really once it's done. So I would like a little more, maybe short movies like maybe five minute shorts instead. Yeah, and have it be that the whole loop it takes two hours or something. Yeah, because last time we definitely started seeing stuff twice, and we weren't there in an excessive amount of time. Just a regular dinner. Are you prepared for it to have Star Wars movie trailers just in a loop? God, that could happen, couldn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. They can't show the entire movie. And mostly it's not that they, like, for licensing, I would say it's just because, you know, there's probably scenes that you don't want to see while you're eating. Um, or, you know, because there's younger kids. But they could definitely show, you know, how many movies are there now? Like eight, nine there's like nine movies, so you watch nine three-minute trailers. That's half an hour of just Star I Wars trailers. I would be disappointed if Star Wars took over Sci-Fi Diner. What, if, they, I do well, what if it was incorporated, though? In between. The only problem is that a lot of those trailers are in black and white, 
So you'd have a bunch yeah. of like black and white to color uh, transitions. Which well, you because you're dining in whatever nineteen, what nineteen fifty? Well, you weren't. Yeah, sure, you were. Now um, you're going to be dining in next to Star Wars Land. So I would rather like to see them. If I was going to change again, I would also like maybe get ditch the sci-fi theme and go for classic Disney shorts, like that would be the great. one with yeah, with like. That. Yeah, with like Mickey and Goofy and all the gang in the camper, and they're going down the hill, and that, that's like one of my favorites. What if they incorporated the new Mickey Mouse cartoons? Ooh, Torn, Rannon. No. Yes, I knew it. Bad. Woo! I love those cartoons. I love them. <laughs> I, I think they're more like the classics than not, so I'm for them. Yeah, I think they're just fun and funny. I actually buy them on iTunes, so. They be kind of a dick in the new ones, which I kind of like. Right. Well, that's the way he was. I mean, he smoked in some of the original cartoons, and yeah. they drank, and you know. So yeah, they're they're kind of bringing back that like, hey, you know what? I'm not just like this perfect like never do anything wrong. Like he's got he's got yeah. attitude. Yeah, I mean he's I mean he's Mickey fucking Mouse. That's not a fucking lie. <laughs> I mean, come on, he's the most po- he's the most famous animal character ever. I mean, he's got to have a little bit of... A you little tell bit him, of You tell him. Yeah. Um, so there you go, Dean. That's what I'd like to do. Um, Carol with a K. First time ask, uh, person here. Quick service, Polly's Choice. Hashtag Polly's Choice. Casey's Corner, Sleepy Hollow Inn, Pinocchio Village Hoss. Oh, man. That was... Fast Pass, Demolish. Mm. I'm going to fast pass Sleepy Hollow for the spicy chicken waffle sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'm going to demolish Casey's Corner just because I fucking feel like it. And Boom. I'm going to refurb Pinocchio's to actually have decent food. Because I like the location and the view of Small World. I'm... Because I agree, I'm going to go next, and I'm going to agree with Rhiannon. Sleepy Hollow, but because that's where they moved the baked potato. <laughs> so I'm fast there. God damn you. And <laughs> no, no hot dog yet, though, there. Uh, Pinocchio Village Haas, definitely refurb. That is, like, such a great, so much potential in that restaurant in that it overlooks it's a small world. I want to cre- really do something more with that area, make it a really cool spot where you overlook there. And, of course... Increase the better food. And Casey's Corner stinks to high heaven. Every time I walk through the Emporium, get rid of it. Casey's Corner, gone. Woof. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree. Casey's Corner has been a staple in our visits to the Magic Kingdom for forever. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it. But I'm going to fast pass Casey's Corner. I'm going to refurb Sleepy Hollow because I love Sleepy Hollow, but I want it to be like easier to get to and more accessible and stuff like yes. that. And I never, ever go to Pinocchio's Village House, and I don't agree that it's cool to sit outside and look at Small World, because all you're looking at is that gray facade. You don't even get to look at the cool white stuff on the inside. So I'm just going to get rid of it. I'm going to bulldoze Pinocchio's Village. And Yeah. I do like your idea of, of Sleepy Hollow being, e- like, efficiency needs to be addressed. Yeah, so I'm with I mean, you on that. If you're going to have such great stuff, you need to... Give us better access to it. The best food in the entire park 
and it's the smallest window. <laughs> right. And it's hidden. A lot of people don't even know it's there. Which is probably good also, or else you'd never get to it. Yeah, shh. Everyone quiet. Shh. Everyone quiet. Um, designated Disney Dad. Thanks a lot, Dad. Dad shared an article of new animal encounters at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So he asked, as Sour Boner, what animals would you most want to share your DAC meal with? You're not supposed to feed the animals. There Don't you ever feed the animals. That's right. Tell them. Keep that meal to yourself. Um, this just gives me uh, to thinking of somebody that I uh, worked with at Disney still works there at Animal Kingdom. And she posted, I believe, on Facebook. She was actually running the, the like bar at the Savor the Savannah thing, you know, where they take you out and you get to sit on that little table out there overlooking the savannah and i'm like how am i not there i want to do that so bad i forget how much that costs but i want to do it so i want to share it with all the animals of the savannah she was sitting there it was a picture of her in front of the bar and they had um two they, i think they had costa beer and they had tusker beer and then they had two african wines i was in i'm in i want to do that do they give you the option to not do the safari and just go straight to the bar because if that's yeah, a, yeah if that's a two hour like uh, add on. I wanna. I wanna just spend the full two hours at the bar. I don't. I'll ride the safari on my own time. Yeah, it's literally a bar in the middle of the safari. Yeah, it's that awesome. Great. That sounds great. I want that. I don't think it still qualifies to be in drinking at Disney, though. Not technically a real bar. Wow, Livy, Rhiannon, Livy has another question. If a turtle loses her shell, is she naked or homeless, Rhiannon? Homeless. Is she trying to say something? You, is she referring I, to you as her shell? Aww. Oh. Why? Why? Know, why, Lindsay? Why, why, why would you do such a thing? Am I going somewhere, or is Libby going somewhere? Is this a threat? <laughs> is Libby? Well, let's 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 do the follow up from Dustin Verdon. If you find a turtle shell, are you obligated to wax it? <laughs> That's an interesting technique. There. All right. Um, let's see. Skipper, I'm going to start with you on this one because this is interesting. Getting Goofy at Disney is starting a Disney Fight Club Sweet 16. <laughs> now, here's the rules for their Disney Fight Club. Oh, crap. I just lost it. I lost it on my little tablet here. Uh-oh. Whoops. Whoops. Let's run into it. Do you have any characters? Who do you think would win Disney? Who had the best fighting techniques of any Disney characters? Gaston, obviously. I was going to say Mulan. She's a badass. Mulan? Let's see what they... Um, the Brackets Out Tournament started with 16 villains, uh, heroes and villains. Straight hand-to-hand -hand combat, other than the weapons they may be known for in their respective movies, i.e. Jack Sparrow's sword, etc. Um, supers and demigods not included. Here are the what, people that are in there. Beast, Simba, Sean Yu from Mulan, Clayton from Tarzan, King Fergus from Brave, Sully, Tarzan, Fulton Reed, number 44. Who's that? 
Fulton Reed, number 44. Man. But Gaston is in there, Rhiannon. Sweet. Aladdin, Wreck-It Ralph, Prince Eric, Peter Pan, Mulan, Jack Sparrow, and Captain Hook. <laughs> Fulton Reed, number 44, is the really tough guy in uh, um, the uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I've got to go with, of this entire thing, my favorite, <laughs> with ha- Simba. I mean, it's pretty, like, Simba, are we talking about the beast as a beast or Ooh. as the prince? Because Simba beast? and the beast could probably duke it and out. And they square off in the first round, opening yeah. round matchup. Wow. Yeah, I, I kind of feel maybe that's a little sexist. There's no girls in this. You got to throw in Lise Mulan. Like, she saved all of China. She's in there. She's in there. Mulan oh, is in, in there. there. Oh, okay, good. Because yep. I thought it She's was. She's fighting Peter. Mulan versus Peter Pan. Oh, goddammit. I got to go with Mulan on that one. Uh, is Peter going to fly? I don't know. That I think he would be disqualified and lose in that case. Yeah, I, I feel like he would. I don't know. I can't play this game. It's, you know what they say. <laughs> the first rule of Disney Fight Club is you don't talk about Disney Fight Club. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Go check out Getting Goofy at Disney, which is at Getting Goofy WDW, um, and check out what he's got, got going on there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, th- – he also follow up, do y'all listen to your own episodes? And if so, do you dislike the sound of your voices? <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> at Sour Boner. I definitely do not listen because I did at first – listen to the first few episodes we did and wanted to hang myself so that's why i stopped listening ignorance is bliss i'll say that we definitely sound much better than we did when we first started but i still feel that my voice sounds like a muppet so no i don't really listen to myself (laughs) that often (laughs) yeah i'm i'm it is what it is i'm I had to get over that because I like doing the podcast, so I got over it. But I do listen, uh, listen back to a lot of it, and uh, I've gotten over it. So, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we're going to jump into fast, rapid fire mode to see how many more we can get through because we're just about done here tonight uh, today on the parade. Um, Sarah Grafham, in light of hashtag family brunch, what's your favorite Disney World breakfast, and what would you refurb to step it up? Favorite breakfast? Garden Grill. Uh-huh. Boma. Ooh, good call, Tam. Boma, Boma. Yeah, yeah, what you said. Boma. I lose. Mm-hmm. I lost that one for sure. What would I refer to step it up? Lapu Lapus. Add Lapu Lapus to... Everything. Every, oh. Everywhere. Back scratchers. <laughs> Back scratcher. Um, did you uh, do any binge watching? Uh, uh, Outer Rim Gym. Skipper, did you watch it, do any binge watching during your, uh, your sickness? Uh, I watched all of the Die Hard movies. Even the last oh. one, which was terrible. Hey, we're glad you're feeling better, Skip. Oh, so much better. Thank God for modern medicine and drugs. Yay. Four days till drinking. Four days till drinking. Hell yeah. If you could have a resort next to a theme park, where would you want it? Park Hopper Ryan. Resort next to a theme park? Yeah. Um, Like, they already have those? Well, kind of like the way Grand Californian overlooks Disney or California Adventure. Let's throw that at Disney World. Okay, can I have one that overlooks... The Haunted Mansion. Sure. And have it be a haunted resort. <gasps> Ooh, yes. Nice. Yes. 
I've always wanted one that wraps around almost all of the World Showcase and overlooks into all the countries and has different sections. So World Showcase. I've always wanted one uh, that was like an old style Frontierland, like where you had like a little saloon in the downstairs and you would go upstairs. Yeah, kind of well, like that. That'd be cool. You could even, if you want to throw hookers, that's all right. Uh, Flannel Jedi, what's your absolute favorite beer served on property? I know Rhiannon's. Do you? Uh-oh. Le Fond de Mon. Well, that's not how you pronounce it, but... <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, I like yeah. Casa beer. Casablanca beer. Whatever that is good. Whatever they call it now. I'm actually really starting to like... Yeah, Casa beer is really good. Casa beer is really good. Um... But I, I like. To be honest, I'm gonna go with something that it's it's available at a couple places. I like Kona. I really Light. like. You're gonna go with Miller Lite. That's it's only available at a couple places. Yeah, that's that's rarely available at Disney World though. Um, let's see. Uh, getting goofy at Disney wants to know if a piff hat got a piff hat for Christmas. Is it a poser if worn at Disney World or sincerest form of flattery? Bring it on. Piff hats for everyone. Yeah, that's where we started wearing our piss hats was at Disney yeah. World. We got them at, the, our, at Animal Kingdom. So wear them. Wear them proudly. Let's see. Um, Ali Oliver loves the idea of Dunder Mifflin characters from The Office coming to Disney World. <laughs> um, which, is your, which is your favorite Office character be to work at Disney World? He had an idea. I like his idea of Dwight Schrute being Gaston in Fantasyland. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Michael Scott probably is the majority of the managers at Disney World. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say I could definitely see him at guest relations just constantly. I was going to say Moe's Schrute guest relations would be just hilarious to watch <laughs> as he stands there mutely. Just runs away if you go in with yeah. a question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Which Disney park would be best for a fully functional microbrewery? I'm, I'm all of them. flavors. What'd you say, Rhiannon? I said all of them. I'm, I'm going to get a Magic Kingdom. I think a microbrew in Frontierland would be awesome. Ugh. I mean, it's there now. We can do beer and wine in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, but they would, would have those giant, like, yeah, take the menu. And... Damn it. Let's do it. Do it. All right, here we go. Finn, um, Finn was very excited. He asked um, uh, if we were when we were going to do our episode, and I said, "Oh, good. I have an ass seller boner that he didn't want to get lost." So here you go, and I love it. Finn and Outburger wants to know the contemporary had the famous "I am not a crook" speech by President Nixon. So where would Trump has hit have his most infamous speech at Disney World? Um, Hashtag. Bottom of the lake somewhere. <laughs> I was just trying to think, like maybe like at Pop Century, like just the, <laughs> just like whatever the like. You know, it would be Pop Century, Skipper. I'm gonna go with Pop Century. Something I got. They're they're all huge. They're all huge. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, that was the joke I was looking for too. Was was the idea of where's the most low class place you can go? Yep. But if he was really going to do it, you know, he, of course, would want it in the grandest of spots. So, question, would he go Grand Floridian or right in front of the castle? I don't 
I'm not feeling comfortable with this question anymore. I don't want to have to visualize any of that. You're ruining Disney World for me right now. Yeah, I was going to say he'd probably do it at Universal. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Universal's the best. It's the best. Well, because that's also where they did his apprentice, you know, so. True. They did. He does have a, a thing with Universal, so. And he, yeah, so I, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, I can't play with this setup, Dramaday's audio as Seller Boner for Rhiannon. Skipper, I, do you have a way to play that? Yeah, sure. Hold on. Let me, uh, let's get this guy over here. Oh, but, but, but. Okay. Um, I've just had a phone call from uh, the head honchos at Disney World. Ooh, lucky me. Um, I've got some good news for you. They've decided that they're going to authorise the sale of beer, wines, hard liquor, all throughout Magic Kingdom. Uh, beer carts, the whole lot. And, to top it off, uh, you guys get to pick what beers go where, what wines, what cocktails get to be sold in what places. So, everything's coming up roses, but there's one slight small provision, and that is that... Every single attraction in Magic Kingdom will have either a model or an animatronic of your new president, Donald Trump. So uh, the call is yours. Um, let me know what you want to do. Um, I can either go back to them and say, well, all right then, fine, because we get to choose the beers and we get to have it everywhere in the park. Or I could just tell them to go fuck themselves. So uh, let me know what you think and I'll get back to them. Tatty, bye. I'm voting for a dry Magic Kingdom. Yep. Well, he's already going into one attraction. We don't know to what level. One too many. But <laughs> but could yeah. we hide him? Like, can you put him in? Can you put him anywhere in the attraction? Stop. Like, stop. No. Shannon, I want these drinks in the Magic Kingdom. Work with me you here. Have lived this long without them, you can continue living without them. That's what I'm saying. Man. Really cutting me off at the knees here, Rihanna. That's the second time today you've screwed me out of my drinks. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, I got to tell you this. I got I got to pause for a moment. Mr. Monkey often often takes the brunt of some comedy around here, but he does get the final ass sour boner, the award for at final ass sour boner. So, Mr. Monkey, you get the last ass sour boner of the Nooner edition. Is that good though? Is that like they're they're picking the last wiener at the bottom of that like steam tray that's just been sitting there and wrinkled? Skipper, I'm trying to make this sound appealing. <laughs> Isn't it like not sloppy seconds, but like sloppy seventeenths or something? Oh, poor Mr. Monkey. Why do you hate him? Mr. Monkey wants to know: Do you think Disney World will ever go to a fa a pay fast pass system like Universal does? Definitely piggybacking off the new news of the Disneyland version. Do you think Disney World will ever go to a pay fast pass system like Universal does? I think that they will introduce paid options, but I don't think that they will ever take away what is currently being offered and change it to for pay only. Agreed. This is a complicated question from my perspective because you're asking, do I think they will ever pay fast pass system like Universal does? No, because Universal's system is there's still a regular line, 
You can pay to get around that. Disney's going to be a little different, and so was Universal's is going to change too, is that what's happening in Disneyland, I think, is coming to all the parks, which is online ride reservations. And so I don't know how they're going to work making you pay if that's the only way you can get on rides, which I think is coming. So I don't know. I say no, they will not, because the entire way that you get on attractions is going to change. So no, I, my answer is no, there will not be a pay fast pass system at Disney World. So there you go. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There you go, Disney, Disney Dad. That was Mr. Monkey that asked that, you monkey. Yeah, you... I know, but I just wanted to say it because I like I the way like we say Disney. That. Yeah. I know, me too. Thanks a lot. Well, guys, hey, Skipper, I do, I do like the fact that Rhiannon was able to join us for a nice group nooner. Mm. Yes. Sorry. Right here in the shadow of the Eiffel Tower. Oh my god! Oh, like, what? I'm not even gonna comment. I wanted to leave happy. That leave satisfied is basically impossible. Uh huh. It was very satisfying. Thank you very much. To leave to help her leave happy, Rhiannon. Do you have any final thoughts today on the nooner edition of the three o'clock parade? Currently, they involve murdering you. (laughs) That's the only thing you're thinking about is murdering me? Yes. Dang it. Skipper Dick Ritchie. If everybody's okay, I think I'm going to end the show, because this show's only an hour long, and normally we're so much longer. So I'm going to go with an extended ending and uh, play you an American tall tale of Paul Bunyan as our final flow. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the Nooner Edition, uh, and we will see you next week, most likely at our regularly scheduled time. Most likely. Most likely. <laughs> Cheers. Kungaloosh. Kungaloosh. Bye-bye. These are books about America. Its history, its geography, and its heroes. But it takes a big book like this one to tell the story of American folklore. The tall tales about men doing big things in a big country. Men like Cap'n Stormalong, Joe McGarrick, John Henry, Pecos Bill, and the fellow who towers above them all, Paul Bunyan. North America was a great big land with a great big job to be done. A job that needed a great big man, Paul Bunyan was the McNabb, lumberjack by trade. Reckon I was the first person in our part of the country to see Paul Bunyan. Our town was cut right out of the big timber on the coast of Maine. Should have known something unusual was going to happen that night. A sou'easter come up and the wind howled so thought it was going to blow our town right off the map. Come daylight, I took a look to see what was left of the place. I spotted an odd-looking craft on the beach. 
That's where the howling was coming from. Hey, Ma, what in the world do you suppose that is? The howling roused the whole town, and everybody rushed down to investigate. Never saw anything like it. Looks like a big cradle. Now be careful, Cal. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. A baby! And it's a whopper! The whole town adopted him and named him Paul Bunyan. Everybody pitched in to supply his needs. They held sewing bees and knitting circles to make his clothes. Feeding him wasn't any small job either. I led the singing to put him to sleep at night. One, two. was big enough to go to school. He was a bright boy and never tardy. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, children. Now everyone be seated. Will the first pupil to work the sum of five plus two rise and show the answer? That is correct, Paul. But for heaven's sake, don't raise the roof. in our town, we had our tree in the town square on account of Paul. I handed out the presents. You kids ready? Well, here's something for Johnny, for Susan, and for Paul. Here's a gift from the whole town. A double-bladed axe. Paul took to cutting timber like a duck takes to water. Before long, our sawmills had enough timber to last a lifetime. That opened plenty of new farmland. And our town grew so fast it got to crowding Paul. So one morning, we weren't too surprised to find a note in the square. And plenty of room. Love, Paul. P.S. I'll write soon. We're gonna miss that boy.
I am Chris Crosshall, straw boss of a logging crew in the Middle West. I will never forget the first time I saw Paul Bunyan. I was topping trees one morning. I looked up, and there stood the biggest man I ever saw. With my double blade axe and my hobnail boots, I go where the timber's tall. When there's work to be done, don't mess around, just sing right out for Paul. Hey, Paul! I'm coming, boys! Paul Bunyan! Paul Bunyan! He's 63, axe handles high, with his feet on the ground and his head in the sky. Hey, Paul! Hey, Paul! Paul Bunyan! Paul Bunyan! Well, he picked up his axe and he chopped a tree clean down with his forward swing. Got him another when his axe swung back, that timber cut. that country so quick, farmers had their crops in the first week. So Paul headed west for the big woods and more room. He hadn't gone far when he ran into the worst blizzard this country ever saw. It was so cold, even the snow was blue. When Paul built a fire, the flames froze. While he was building a second fire to melt the first one, he heard a low moo. He looked all around, and there, under a fog bank, he found a big ox, frozen just as blue as the snow. was mighty grateful for being rescued. They hit it right off and became real pals. Paul named him Babe. The two of them headed west, but the storm got worse, and they got so lost. Well, sir, they left lots of tracks behind them, and come spring, those tracks filled with water, and this area became known as the land of 10,000 lakes. With winter over, Paul and Babe went right to work. They logged off North and South Dakota, dug the Missouri River to float the logs to the sawmills, and then, so they could look the country over and see what else to do, they built Pikes Peak. Now, that was a fair day's work, even for Paul. So next morning, he overslept a little bit. Babe wanted him to get up. Hey! What's the idea, you big blue ox? Now, watch it, watch it. <laughs> Cut it out, babe! <laughs> well, one little shove led to another. Mm -hmm. 
and the first thing you know, they was roughhousing all over the countryside. <laughs> Then Paul and Babe got into a big tug of war. They piled dirt and rocks so high, it formed a range of mountains. Today, they are called the Grand Tetons. Well, sir, all this horseplay, I mean ox play, made Paul and Babe kind of dirty. So Paul looked the countryside over and got together with Babe. Before long, he had built them a shower bath. They went off and left it running. And today, Paul's shower bath is called Yellowstone Falls. Short Gunderson's my name. I'm river foreman of a timber camp near the Oregon Trail. My outfit was mighty discouraged the day Paul Bunyan arrived. We were getting plenty of timber in the river. But we couldn't move it to the sawmills because the river was so dead burned crooked. Paul looked the situation over careful-like. Then he harnessed Babe with a yoke, hitched on a big anchor, and threw it in at the head of the river. Yep, Babe! <laughs> country began to prosper. Yep, civilization had arrived in the great Northwest, and with it came the prophets of progress. Now just move in a little closer, boys. Yes, sirree, right in this box is the invention that's going to revolutionize the logging business. If you'll step over to the nearest tree, I'll demonstrate. With the double-blade axe and my hobnailed boots, I go where the timbers talk. Thunderation! What's that? Yes, sir, boys, just turn on the steam and let her go. Hey there. Who are you? And what the Sand Hill's that thing? Me? I'm Joe Mafaw, and this thing is the latest model of the handy-dandy steam saw. Now, Bub, if you'll just step aside, I'd like to cut this tree down. Up here, we cut timber with a big axe, like this one. And we haul it with a big ox, like that one. Look, Bub, you gotta get with the times. Become modern. There's the latest invention for hauling timber. A steam Loki. With this steam saw and that engine, I can cut and haul more timber than you and that blue ox ever thought of. <laughs> Is that so? You, with your newfangled contraptions. You, with your big axe and old foggy ways. I'll show you what I can do with this axe. I dare you to try it. Ha, looks like a toy to me. Toy, huh? I'll show you. There was only one way to settle it. 
I was appointed judge. This contest to last one hour. Then I'll measure the stacks of timber and declare the winner. You fellas ready? Ready! Ready! I went to measure the stacks. They looked dead even too. Well, I shinnied up Paul's stack first. Pulled the measuring chain taut. For Paul, 240 feet. Even. Yeah! For Joel. 240 feet uh, and one quarter inch. Oh. Yippee! Poor Paul, poor Paul Yep, the machine that beaten man. But don't you folks feel sorry for Paul and Babe? I hear they're up Alaska way, and mighty happy. Lots of room up there, you know. And those northern lights you see in the sky, well, that's Paul and Babe having a lot of fun. Oxen around, knocking the aurora borealis out of the countryside. <laughs> hey. 